Intense. It is Tuesday. And just like Rocky, we're ready to go another round here on the Business Bros Show. So let's get to it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. We're ready to roll. We're ready to drop some fire. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today wants to welcome each and every one of you to the investor's way. He has spent dozens of years working in finance roles, including as a CEO, and now he is on a mission to change the money outcomes of a million people. Now, our guest wants to teach you smarter money management and how to invest for a secure financial future for you and your family. He believes that if he can teach you to change your money circumstances, you can share that knowledge with your friend, with your family, <laughs> and together you can help more people reach their financial dreams. Tune in today to learn how he's teaching investors like you to enhance your skills, take greater control of your financial destiny, and build an asset base that can provide for your retirement. Joining us today from the Investor's Way, all the way from down under in Yowie Bay, Australia, welcome to the show. Andrew Woodward. What's yeah. up, Andrew? Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. What a great intro. Oh, man, we love to have fun, and James drops those fire intros like no other. So, uh, again, welcome to the show, and let's do this thing. Andrew changing the financial lives of over a million people now that is a vision that i can get behind uh let's let's start from where that vision came from like why all of a sudden you decide you know i'm gonna help a million people change their financial outlook in life look it, it started i guess um you know a number of years ago but i discovered after leaving school that um you start earning all this money but uh, you've never learned how to actually do anything with it and uh, very quickly became pretty bad at managing my own money and uh, struggled uh, through the early years of working out what to do with it. So I went about studying lots of uh, wealthy individuals. I got, uh, the, 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 I guess, the good fortune to be able to interview a few people as well and uh, very rapidly learnt that uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't know how to manage their money. And... Um, because it became a passion of mine, I thought, well, why not uh, share what I'd learnt from uh, 20 years of studying this stuff to uh, help others overcome you know, money stress and, um, and secure their financial future, given that, like I said, the, the education system just doesn't support uh, good money management. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna second that one. I just finished reading uh, a biography of uh, Henry Ford, and one of the things that he says in the book is what most people don't realize is that when they graduate high school, that is when your education actually begins, right? We yeah. think we've been spending all this time from kindergarten to you know high school, getting through all these courses, learning math and geometry and history and geography and all these different subjects, but hardly any of it applies to what that real world is actually like and then we go out and get a job and we start making a little bit of money and we decide ooh that purse those suits that clothes that car it all looks nice and guess what now mom can't tell me no I can go out and buy it myself if I want to little do we know we're getting ourselves in trouble right Andrew Totally. And, uh, yeah, with the advent of uh, originally it was credit cards in, in my era, now it's tap and go and all those other you know, Apple Pays and all those types of things. It's very, very easy for retailers to uh, part you from your money. And uh, unless you've got a plan, uh, um, you know, that money disappears very, very rapidly. And you know, one of the things I hear all the time from you know, customers is that uh, there's never any money left at the end of the, the week or the fortnight or the month, depending on how often they get paid, to do any uh, you know, money management. So that's one of the key things that we've got to teach people is to actually turn that around and start the money management from the beginning and uh, yeah, enable you to have some money to, you know, and, and to pay yourself. One of the things that a lot of people forget to do is yeah, they spend 35 to 40 hours a week working for somebody else and they forget to pay themselves. No, you ain't lying. Exactly, you ain't lying. Look, uh, here's, here's a, a something that I, I love to talk about and this is near and dear to my heart. So I teach uh, high school seniors and I teach a course called Financial Algebra and literally we go through all these types of uh, topics because you know, in my course I get to teach them these things or at least open their eyes to these things because let's face it, at 17 they don't quite understand, 18 they start yeah. to figure it out, at 17 they don't quite know. Uh, and what I try to emphasize to them, especially right now as we reach the end of the year, and we start going into retirement planning. We start talking about pensions and, and uh, deferred contributions and defined contribution plans, all these different things, is that ultimately retirement is not an age problem. Anytime people think about retirement, they think 62, 65, 67. They think of this age. But in all reality, that is not retirement. Retirement is simply a cash flow problem. It's If you can solve the idea of where your money comes to pay your living expenses, that is the is the problem that's the math problem that we're trying to solve in life what do you think totally and and one of the things that i try and teach people is that why why wait till you're 62 65 or 67 to enjoy life why not try and set yourself up at a much younger age to be able to enjoy uh the life that you you desire and a lot of people like you probably experienced as well think well i'll worry about my money you know later but if they worry about it right now, um, no matter what age they are, um, they can be in a much better position when they do get to 60 or even even younger. And you know, I try and teach people that financial freedom can come a lot easier than uh, what they think if uh, they just do some work early on in their uh, their career. Yeah, early on is the key. Okay, so. But let's talk about early on. Okay, so you mentioned two types of people here already. One of them was that, that kid or that adult that goes out and gets a job, starts working for someone else, and they're not paying themselves first, right? The other side is the people who are self-employed or, or go out and start a business and hire people to work for them. That's another uh, income stream. But really what you're talking about here is, and, and you kind of hinted on it on the pay yourself, is it doesn't really matter how much money you make. It's how much of that money you keep and how hard that money can work for you. Does that sound about right? 
Yeah, totally right. And, and you know, I, I like to talk about compounding as the eighth wonder of the world. And it's not something I invented. Uh, I'm a bit of a Warren Buffett fanboy. And uh, it, I think he, he phrased that uh, term initially. But um, once you can understand the power of compounding, uh, you, you, you get money. It, it just makes a lot more sense when you understand it. And it works for you or against you. So a lot of people get into a lot of debt and compounding works against them. And the, you know, the alternative is if you can get your money working for you, so you're paying yourself, you're putting it to work for you, you can take advantage of that compounding, uh, uh, I guess that the beauty of compounding to really take care of that financial future that, uh, that you're trying to create. And you know, it, it's, it's a matter of uh, time. I, I like to use the example of doubling a dollar every, uh, every year for 20 years and finding out what that does. And you know, the, the lesson of that, uh, uh, I guess, that equation is that the first year you double a dollar, it's only worth a dollar. But the 20th year, it's half a million dollars. But you can't get to a half a million if you haven't done the first 19 years. So it's all about just uh, paying yourself, like, like we've said, pay yourself and get that money working for you. And uh, over time, it, it, it compounds and then, you know, it just becomes a whole lot easier. I think the uh, the time is the part that just you know becomes a mystery to a lot of people, right? We don't start the investment when we should. Very early on, the power of compounding really comes down to time. And time is that one thing that you can't hold, you can't get back. It's gone the moment it's gone, right? The second that we're just talking right now, that moment is, is history. We're never going to see it again. And that is the key component to compounding your money. Part of it is the habit. Part of it is understanding. Part of it is making good investments so that you get a good return. But the one piece that you can't get back is that time, Earlier in the game, when you're younger, when you probably are trying to spend a lot of that money on the shiny things or the fun <laughs> stuff, that is when the money actually is the most powerful. Uh, can yeah. you help kind of talk about that time and why that early investment matters so much? Well, like I said with that example, like you, you've got to you've got to get your money working for you as quickly as possible because there's one thing you can't buy and that is time, like you've alluded to. So the earlier you get that money working for you, the 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 quicker you get to that, um, say like that twentieth year in my example before about doubling a dollar, where um, the the power of compounding has really accelerated the the growth of your wealth and the power of your money because it's you've allowed it to grow uh, for a, a longer period of time. So I love to start working with you know, eighteen to twenty five year olds because they've just got so much opportunity ahead of them and if they can get some money working for them they can be 45 and thinking about retirement rather than waiting till 65 like most other people or even you know these days there's people having to work even longer because they just haven't done anything with their money in their 20s or 30s so the sooner you can get that money working for you the better and yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of budgets. Uh, I think that's something that uh, scares a lot of people when it comes to talking about investing and managing your money is that they, they, they think about budgets. But I like to compare budgets to diets. They're, they're great on paper, but they're useless when it comes to your environment. And uh, I alluded to credit cards and tap and go and all that type of stuff. So I like to create a money plan rather than a budget so that uh, your money's where it should be uh, and you're only spending what you've allocated. And, and the best way to get your money working for you is to put it somewhere where it's working for you and you can't touch it. 
so that you don't get to the end of a pay period and have nothing left because you've dealt with that upfront with your plan and you automate that plan and then everything just happens nice and smoothly and you don't have to worry about it and you, you take the whole stress out of the equation with a money plan. Well, I, I mean... I, I think at that point, we're just kind of mincing words here, really, because it, it really comes down to discipline. Like You're going to yeah. get a paycheck and you're going to do something with that money. You're going to either choose to spend it, or you're going to choose to invest it, or you're going to choose to save it, right? One of those three things is going to happen with your money. And whether you call it uh, a budget, whether you call it a plan or what, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example of, of a, a strategy, right? Because there's a lot of those out there. In, in yeah. my household, we use the envelope system. So when yep. we get paid, I go to the bank, I pull out the cash that I need for, for fuel. I put out the gas for the, the money that we need for groceries. I pull out our own cash allowances and and that's it the bills get paid automatically everything else is an autopilot auto transfers to our savings account auto transfers to our investment accounts i don't want to have to think about it because if i that's have right. to think about it it's not gonna happen so right. you know in, in all reality when when i talk to some sometimes when i talk to to tax clients or different people who are in similar situations what i really want to say is your feelings like that your how you feel about it is irrelevant the action that you take the discipline that you have is the only thing that's going to get you from where you are to where you want to go what do you think mm. Yeah, totally. And like you said, it's you know the uh, the envelope system or the jar system, or in my case, a, a, an automated plan. They're all the same concept in that you're putting money into little buckets that you have determined you're going to use. So the more and and like you said, it's discipline. You get into a habit. You get into this this habit of only using the money that's in a particular bucket for that purpose then you're far more likely to have success. And that's where that comparison between a budget and a diet comes in because most people do a budget and put it in the bottom drawer and forget about it, just like they do with a diet. They write it down, they put it on the fridge, but it's useless when you're outside with your friends and you, know, you see something that you really want, whether it's food or you know, a, a, an item like shoes or bags or whatever it might be. You know, the budget or the, or the diet don't help you when you're, you're out and about. But if you've created a jar system or an envelope system or a plan for your money and your daily living account has nothing in it or it doesn't have enough in it to buy those items, then you just don't buy it. Uh, and you've taken care of your investing because that money's been siphoned away to a different account that you don't have day-to-day -day access to. So you protect yourself, becomes habit, and you don't have to worry about it. So you take the stress out of it and everything happens in a pretty automated fashion. I love how you compared uh, budgeting to dieting because I, I I agree with you. They're very much alike. Uh, diets are funny in a way, you know, because diets, they all work. It doesn't matter which one yeah. you pick. That diet will help you shred the pounds if that's what it's for. It'll help you gain the weight if that's what it's for. The diet works. What doesn't work is you, right? You're the one that is not executing on that diet. The budget works. The strategy works. The plan works. What doesn't work, again, is you. Because we come up with all kinds of sob stories and excuses, right? Oh, but that uh, that person, I really worked hard all week. I deserve it. Or on the other side of the exercise, right? Oh, I really, you know, I worked hard today. I worked out. I'm going to have the hamburger. And those little nuances, the little, the little excuses that we make for ourselves, those are the things that cascade and snowball. And then before we know it, we're, we're in trouble. Most you people can't don't handle the truth.
Most people don't recognize that they're in financial trouble until they're already deep in the hole. Most people don't recognize their health is in a bad place until they have a heart attack or they're diabetic or something. Something in our life oftentimes has to make that change or that push. It has to hurt enough for us to go in and make a difference. In your experience when you're talking with clients, how many of them wait to reach that pain point before they're like, okay, help, I need it? Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, it's most of them. And that's that's the really scary part. But, um, you know, look, there's the, the statistics out there that you know, something like um, one in or less than five in 100 people are going to retire with enough money to live on. So, you know, if if you follow through that theory, then then 95 out of 100 people at age 30 or, or thereabouts need help because they're not doing enough and so you know i assume pretty much everybody that comes to me needs help in some way and and some need more than others and normally it's a you know a missed credit card payment or a credit card that they just can't get under control which triggers them to do something about their their financial situation and and unfortunately uh, i guess an event like the pandemic that we've had recently is another one where a lot of people got um or they lost jobs or lost a lot of income and they didn't have the backup in place to support them. And so that was another trigger. And it's like you said, it's a it's a painful trigger that normally forces people to do something about it. Uh, and it's not it's it's never too late, but uh, sometimes it's it's that pain point that triggers them to do it rather than taking advantage of being young and having the opportunity to grow their wealth from a young age. Yeah, I, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, you're absolutely right. Some people were very devastated when it comes to financials. Um, you know, but, but for me, it's always a perspective thing. Like, life is always going to get down and kick you in the balls. Like, that just happens all the time. That's what life is, and nothing but a, a number of different obstacles. It's peaks and valleys. We laugh, we cry, right? That's part yeah. of what happens in life. So right. having that discipline, having that plan, having something where you can fall back on, that really comes down to, you know, if, if you lost your job, did you have any money put away? If you, you know, if you were able, unable to go to work, do you have a backup plan to have other types of incomes to come in? Like, these are strategies that we should be thinking about ahead of time but i'm going to go back to what you said about the school system that didn't prepare you for this type of life in school all we learned was well if i turn in the work i get the grade right if i don't turn in the work i don't get the grade and so what do we do we go out and we find a job we do the work we get paid nobody taught us what to do afterwards so you, right. you're dealing with people who come in who have a problem. They need help. They need to get some some clarity. They need uh, debt consolidation. They need just a, a regular understanding of how compound interest is beating the crap out of them. Yeah. Uh, what are some practical, tactical things that someone can do if they find themselves in a hole, how to get themselves out? Well, the first thing we do is uh, we always look at uh, the current situation and what is that pain point that triggered them to even be with us. And like I said earlier, and like you've alluded to, it's normally debt. So the first thing we try and do is get the, the debt structure or repayment structure in place. And we do that through a money planner. So like I said, I don't like budgets, but with the money planner, it kind of, it looks and smells like a budget, but we then automate transfers of money to the buckets, the jars or the envelopes, whichever way you want to you know, describe it, so that we are taking care of day-to-day -day living, our bills and the future. And part of the future is getting on top of debt. So we tend to split that um, that 
what I call the money surplus. Uh, we, we tend to split that uh, one third into the future, two thirds into getting rid of debt while we're getting that under control. And then obviously once the debt's under control, we can play around with those percentages. But the key thing to start off with is to create a plan for their money so that we, we're dealing with living, we're dealing with bills, and we're, we're, we're bringing the future into the equation, which, like I said, for most people, they've never thought about the future. They've just been worried about day to day. And that normally does mean that uh, we, we go through a couple of iterations of, of this money planner where we try and get them to experience it for a little while to work out what works and what doesn't and identify where they are. You know, like I, I guess I, I talk about the, the leaky boat. So where are the leaks in their money plan where money just seems to be going out the door, but they don't really you know, have any real um, knowledge of what that's for or it's, it's kind of waste at the end of the time. And we try and refine that without refining people's lifestyle to the point where they, they can't have a bit of fun, but we just get rid of some of that waste. And uh, you know, for a lot of people, that's things like they might have three you know, TV streaming subscriptions or three uh, streaming music services or whatever it might be and we just ask them to see if they can live off one or two and uh, and it's amazing how much you can help them save so there's two ways that I think we can always approach these things. The first one you described is let's look at your stuff, right? And this this doesn't have to be a, this is not a difficult task. It's a tedious task, but it's not a difficult task. Pull out a bank statement. Let's go through those transactions. Let's see where you're just throwing money away and what stuff you're actually using. This is a needs and wants analysis is basically what we're doing here. So one way is to cut expenses. The other way, which is my favorite kind of way, is to learn to make more money because I'll That's give you an example. I have, I have two kids and they don't have me. If you guys have kids out there, you know, they have completely different personalities. So these are the two personality types of my kids when it comes to money. My daughter, huge spender. So every year when she gets her money for her birthday, it is gone within like 48 hours. There's like no stopping her. She is on Amazon prime. She's in the store. She's whatever she's buying, whatever she wants. My son, on the other hand, he's the saver. His money will last him the entire year. And then some two different personality types. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that your plan has to be put in place based on that personality type. If you are a big spender, you need to learn to have multiple income revenue streams so that you can take control and then you can start to get out of debts or whatever it is on the flip side if you're controlling your stuff well maybe it's a, a different ball game maybe if you're controlling your spending now we can start focusing on the future or maybe if we get you down to you know ground zero you know out of that hole we can get going so where do you see the two coming in on the cut expenses and the other side on the raising the income well, I think you touch on a really important point because uh, for most people, they think that, you know, they think of budgets and money plans as cutting expenses. And there's certainly a place for that. And um, it, it's certainly helpful. But I try and encourage people to think more about how can they earn more. And I know for a lot of, you know, if you're in an employee scenario, it can be difficult. But in this day and age, uh, you need more than one income stream. And so a, a large part of what we teach is to look at uh, outside uh, income streams from, a, from your wage or from your job. So we try and teach people about multiple income streams and how they can get those and, uh, and increase the income side because it's a lot more fun and it's a, you know, it tends to be a little bit easier. 
uh, once you get into the habit of in creating more income than, than sitting there and cutting expenses and getting to the point where you feel like you can't live because you've cut your expenses to the bone. There's no, there's no money for entertainment or fun. And before long, that doesn't work for, for, for people because you know, you've got to have a bit of fun in life. So if they're not having fun, the, the budget or the money plan goes out the window because it's too hard and uh, they, they tend to go back to old habits. So yeah, generating more income absolutely is a far more enjoyable and far more practical way to solve the money spending. And I can totally relate to your two kids because I also have two kids and I also have a son who controls his money very well and a daughter who's often saying to me, Dad, I need to move money out of my emergency buffer account so that I can go and buy X, Y or Z. So I know exactly what it's about. Uh, I've got them both set up on my system, but one seems to use it a little bit better than the other. <laughs> yeah, these, you know, but it's funny because, you know, as adults, all we are is really just oversized kids like i don't know about you i stopped aging somewhere around 16 17 years old i continue to to think like a, a like a young person i at least i feel like i'm young all the time uh starting to starting to notice a, a little bit different on the on the facial but i still feel like a young person at heart uh but the, you know our personality types are are a, a big thing and and when we look at our pnls our profit and loss statements we got to understand that there are two parts there's that top you know revenue part and there is the expense and i i agree with you when when we're you know Know, oftentimes I hear that term uh, trimming the fat, right? So in your mm. in your expenses, we're trimming the fat. Well, that's cutting yeah. away things. Well, eventually you cut too far, you're going to get to the bone. Like there's only so much fat that you can trim. That's Learning right. to make more money, and, and the cool thing is, and you've had this for 20 years. I, I'm I'm I've been at it for about 20 years myself, and it's amazing and fun and exciting when checks come in the mail. And you didn't expect them to get there, right? Where or direct deposits show up in your account, you're like, "Oh, that's cool, an extra couple grand, an extra five hundred bucks in a in a in a a normal person's budget every month could go a huge distance. That extra six thousand dollars a year, that's money that you can put in an IRA or a Roth, or money you can put into a stock portfolio, money that can uh, knock down any debts. It's not that much money, but the lessons that you learn when you go out and do these things and try these things to 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 generate that revenue that's where the fun happens right i mean right. in your experience when you were fumbling in your own personal finances and you stepped out and tried something different i'm sure you failed a lot but when you figured it out it felt that much better right oh totally yeah i mean the first time i tried to sell my courses i sold them to to nobody so yeah, yeah, I had to learn yep. very quickly that um, you know, failure is part of the journey. But uh, like you said, um, being able to earn additional income from a job uh, or on top of a job is really, really powerful because it's money. It's almost bonus money. And uh, I think Warren Buffett talks about um, until you can earn money while you're sleeping, you will always work for somebody else. So um, generating that cash outside of you know, your personal exertion is really key to, you know, financial success and generating that extra that can uh, really, like you said, you can eliminate debt, you can cover all your groceries from this additional income, and it makes a massive, massive difference, and particularly to money stress, which is the thing that tends to get people into a snowball effect of, of trouble. And, and you're in Australia, so so here in America and Australia, tax laws and those things might be a little bit different, but 
as you learn to generate income, you learn to keep more of the money you make. You learn how corporations operate, why you want an LLC versus that corp versus a C corp. You understand how money comes in and the way you spend your money is actually, you can do that in a tax advantage way. You learn to not only earn, you learn to keep more of your money. And again, that goes back to the same thing we said at the beginning. It's not really about how much money you make. It's really about how much you keep and how hard that money works for you but it's not going to happen unless you go out and learn it. Right. It's like, you know, my, my daughter started playing soccer and I never played soccer before in my life. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really a thing. So when I would have to go and sit down and watch her games, I didn't know what was going on. But as I went to another game and another game and another game, I started to learn the rules. And now I, I can yell at the, at the ref at any time. I know what's going on. I can say things, <laughs> right. Because you learn, because you actually go out, you put some skin in the game, you invest your time, you, you invest your, in your education and you become smarter at these things and then other strategies start to pop up when you work with clients and you you know from day one compared to towards the end when the, maybe they're getting out of debt or ready to take over how confident are they in themselves in the way they handle the money and their in their stature and in, in the way they just feel about uh, money in general afterwards well that's the key for me is is giving people the confidence and a large part of why i started the investors way was because i saw that a lot of people were struggling not just struggling with money but they were also paying other people to manage their own money which to me didn't make a lot of sense and there's an awesome book called where are all the customers yachts and it's a it's a bit of a fable about a, a guy who meets a friend in new york near wall street and he notices all these yachts in the harbor and he asks his mate you know who owns all those yachts he said oh that's the financial advisors and so his mate says to him well where's all the customers yachts and uh, the the financial guy looks at him and says, oh, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by all the customers' yachts? He said, well, if that's the financial advisors, where where are all the, the customers' yachts with, that, that have benefited from their advice? And he just shook his head and said, no, they don't, they don't own any yachts. And so a key part of right. what I'm talking about, yeah, <laughs> yes. what, what I teach these people is to have the confidence to control their own money because if you stop paying someone else to do it, that knowledge goes away. So... And you alluded to it, it doesn't matter what country you live in, the rules of money are pretty much the same. Sure, the tax laws might be different, but the rules of money are pretty much the same all around the country. It's by good capital-growing, income-producing assets and your wealth will grow. And so giving people the confidence to do it themselves is that reason why I'm on that mission to teach a million people because I don't believe I'll actually touch a million people individually, but if I can teach a, a husband or a wife or you know, a man or a woman to take care of their money, they can share it with their partner and then share that knowledge with their kids. So over time, I can impact a million people, which is why I do use the word impact rather than, than teach. But it's that compounding effect of the knowledge. And the more people we can teach to control their money and manage their money and grow their money, and they can then share that with others, the better the world will be, in my opinion. A little bit at a time, ladies and gents. There's a book out there called The Compounding Effect. Um, I loved it as well. And it's all about these small habits, these small things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis right, that right. build up into huge things. And it's, you know, that compounding effect is not just on money. It's on our education. It's on our health. It's on everything that we do in life, our relationships. It, all those little things that we do that are pointing us in that positive direction are the things that are going to get us there. Andrew, before we head out, because this was a great conversation. I mean, again, this is something that's near and dear to my heart if people want to work with you they want to reach out with you and get more information how can they do that 
Uh, look, the website's the best place. There's a, a free report that uh, goes through my five steps to financial freedom that they can get on the website. And uh, once they've done that course, they, they get emails from me and uh, they can also look at our products on the on the website as well. But uh, get that free report first and then um, we'll reach out to them to see if they're interested in uh, the next step, which is some courses. And uh, and then you know there's one-on-one -on -one coaching as part of those courses as well. Um, so it's all it's all there on the website, and uh, we'd be we'd be thrilled to help as many people who would be interested in taking control of their money and growing their wealth. Sweet, Andrew. What do you think, man? You've been on a few podcasts, I'm sure. You listened to a few. What do you think of being on the Business Bros? Well, I think the Business Bros has certainly got uh, the got the, the whole process nailed. This has uh, been one of the best I've ever done. Certainly a lot of energy, which is fantastic. And when talking about money, a lot of people th feel it's a you know, difficult topic to talk about. So to, to have your energy has been amazing. Thanks, thanks for bringing it. Oh, of course, of course. Look, let's face it. Money is just part of what we do. It's how we transact. It's a fun part of life that allows you to do so many things, uh, buy so many things. Ultimately, the one thing that it can buy you that uh, you will never get back is time, right? Time sure. is the one thing that you can get back. If you can solve the cash flow problem, ladies and gentlemen, what is it that you want in life? What? Like, sit down. That is not an easy question to answer, by the way. I'm almost always trying to figure it out myself. But what is it that you want in life? Think about the lifestyle. It doesn't mean, you know, a motorhome somewhere on a beach. Does it mean, you know, a house in the suburbs? What does your life look like? And put that dollar amount to it and then spend the rest of your time trying to get to that dollar amount in cash flow. That's it. That's that's the simplicity of it. It's simple. It ain't easy. But it's simple. And if you That's guys right. can do that every single day, a little bit of compound effect every single day will get you there as fast as possible. Listen to people like Andrew, hop on the Business Bros podcast, do a little bit of research, educate yourself because that's where the confidence comes in for you to take the educated risk that you need to, to start investing that money, start putting that money away and get yourself out of a hole. Andrew, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. It's been great fun. Really enjoyed it. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got. You know what? Let, let, let's do it again. Let's, let's, let's hit it. What do we say? Here we go. Uh, what do you think, Andrew? A little bit of Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.